Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. I'm Mia. And I'm Daniel. And technically, we're parents. Technically. Technically. Okay, so guys, this week we're going to just jump right into what we've got planned for today. Um, I'm really excited because we're finally going to talk about our birth story mm-hmm. and our pregnancy journey. And um, I posted uh, a, a post on our Facebook page. It said... Uh, from the moment we saw the two blue lines to seeing two blue eyes, mm-hmm. it's like clever. clever. I was like, I read that and I was like, Mia, <laughs> Mia, <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite the writer you are. Yes, I am. <laughs> so mm. before we get into that, I think because yes. I think that's the only thing we're going to talk about today. Really, is just yeah. um, being pregnant and then getting through our birth story. So before we start that, do you have a tech toy for us yes. today? So, speaking of tech, we finally got some new microphones. Yes. And we're hoping to sound a lot more clear and... Crisp. Crispy. So that's exciting. mukbangs. Oh, get some ASMR in there. Oh, yeah. Slobbery crunching. Slobbery crunching. <laughs> What else is ASMR? Because oh that's gosh. all I've heard. Yeah, snacking, um, gulping. So that's exciting, and we'll be um, getting better with sound as we, as we go. But yes, that is not the tectoid. Okay. The tectoid is. Last week we talked about when the internet was born. Right. The birth, the hatching Crazy. of the World Wide Web. Eighty two, right? Or eighty four. Uh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the 80s. 83. We'll just say the 80s. May 83, because then 10 years later. Oh, yeah. I was born. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just say that. Um, so, we're going to kind of continue on down that trend, because okay. we're so good at it, apparently. Okay. <laughs> um, so, first question. Do you think Yahoo or Google... Yahoo. ...search engines came first? Yahoo. All the way. Really? Yeah. And how do you know? Because Yahoo was... A thing before Google. Everybody had that at yahoo.com emails before Google emails. <laughs> right? I had to be right. Dad still has <laughs> Yahoo. It's technically att.net, but yeah. it's, it's Yahoo, like is the what you sign into, basically. Yeah. Man, I was in like third or, or fourth grade one, and I had a Yahoo email. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> So, Yahoo became a search engine in 1994. Okay. Which is when the internet was getting popular. Hundreds of thousands of websites were starting to come on. The year before. Online. And um, so, Yahoo was like, people need to know how to search for all those things. Right. But that was not the first search engine. Uh, was it Google? No, it wasn't. No, I'm sorry. Between Yahoo and Google, yes, Yahoo did come first. Okay, okay. But that was not the first search engine. Okay. What was the first? The first one was called Excite. <laughs> <laughs> it has a little dancing happy person. <laughs> and it was in 1993. when wow. the When the World Wide Web became a lot more... Um, Popular. Accessible. Yes. Popular, popular access. And then Yahoo came up right behind it in 1994. And then Web Crawler. Oh. In 1994 as well. Lycos. 
I didn't know that was a search engine. It was also 94. InfoSeek. Alta Vista. It was in 95. Inktomi. Interesting. Um, looks like it came out um, from Berkeley University in California. 96. Ask Jeeves. Oh. Is it like an asking, like an inquiry? Um, it was in 97. And finally, Google was also born in 97. Wow. Um, yeah. Still started out as time. a project. Started out as a Google or as a school project in January of 1996. Wow. When, and also in, uh, Stanford University in California. Wow. It's crazy, wasn't it? That's really interesting. And then MSN Search, uh, which is now called Windows Live. Um, I remember search using that, actually, MSN. Mm. So fascinating. Yeah, because I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> okay, okay. So let's just talk about our age difference. So last okay. week, well, yeah, last week we talked about, well, we mentioned that you were born in 93. Yes. So you were born in February of 93. February 9th. Yes. yes. February 9th. And I was born in October. October 23rd, 1999. Mm-hmm. So that's like a seven year gap. Yes. Well, six and a half, really. Um, Almost seven. March. Well, I can't count. That's eight months. May, so a little March, over. August, five, six months. Point. February to October is eight months. February, March, April, May, June, July, August, August, September, October. October. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Um, I'm smart in some things. Yes, you're very smart. That's okay. We'll just leave the math to me. Yeah. You let me have something. Math and numbers is just not. That's okay. I love math and numbers. I work with numbers a million times a day for work, so that's fun. Maybe that's why we're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. so yeah, so we're almost seven years apart. So mm-hmm. there's a that we we joke and say all the time. Oh my like, gosh. there's just always stuff. Oh my gosh, we were looking at baby pictures of me. Was it baby pictures? Of it wasn't baby like two pictures, or three? but I was like. A toddler. Yeah. I was at least three. Yeah. And I was like, look at you. You'd probably... Well, look, I was like, look at me. Oh, I was so cute. Mm-hmm. I'm like three. And I was like, look, you're probably in middle school. <laughs> sounds and I think you so were. Awful. Because then you would be like 10. Going on 11, probably. Yeah. That means you were in starting middle school. Yeah. <laughs> and mm. here I am, just barely walking. <laughs> I'm so glad we didn't know each other. I'm so glad we didn't. We and I'm really thankful <laughs> that we can safely say to people like we didn't even start dating until I turned eighteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you were like what twenty four? What? What's the math? There? I don't know. You were twenty four. Yeah, you were twenty four, going on twenty five. Mm-hmm. Whenever I turned eighteen. Yeah, we didn't. So. We didn't date until after eighteen. Correct. We didn't even like each. Well. I liked you, but yes. but you did not tell me that you also had feelings for me until close to my birthday. It was September. Yes. yes. Yeah. But I, that should be another story for another <laughs> another week. Yeah, that would be so cute. Yeah, nothing to do with parenthood though. 
It doesn't, but it'll be a little more of an insight about us and who we are. Yeah. It can be like a quick snippet, you know. It doesn't have to take up a whole episode like this one will. If we can ever get there. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. So, <clears throat> guys, this week we would like to give a quick shout out before we start um, to a dear friend, um, mm-hmm. Jessica Murphy, owner of Gracefield Motherhood, is a wife and mom of two young kids living in Phoenix. After her son was born in 2019, she began the journey of becoming a birth doula. When 2020 came and hospitals placed strict visitor restrictions, her business transitioned away from in-person doula work and instead into childbirth education. After the birth of her medically complex daughter in early 2021, her business changed again. And this time, taking a shift into full-time virtual classes and adding a course for early parents. Both classes are geared towards helping young families and expectant mothers who are looking for answers to all of their brand new parent questions and overwhelming um, information by Google and Facebook groups and well-meaning family and friends who all have different answers. (laughs) Her classes are meant to give an unbiased and evidence-based look at all the different choices you have when it comes to pregnancy, birth, and parenting so you can make an informed choice on what's best for your individual and unique family. We absolutely love Jessica. Um, Mm -hmm. We have definitely come to her several times um, and asked for advice Mm -hmm. um, and you know, we were able to ask her lots of questions and get, and she gave us um, lots of informative answers. Mm-hmm. And it was always about, um, you know, like she, we would ask a question and she would give us um, medically correct answers. And from there, we would be able to make the decision that we wanted to make. And it wasn't like uh, a... You know, you should do this because this is what's right, you know, or what's better or anything like that. And I think it's very, um, you know, very real uh, information. I've known Jessica um, since forever. She was a homeschool um, friend with me and my family in our little co-op class that we did. Um, So I've known her and her family for ever. Yeah. Um, and she mm. was always, she was the oldest of, I'm not going to say a number because I'll get it wrong, a lot of siblings. <laughs> um, yeah. Same. It's, I've met, I've met several of them and there's a couple I don't think I have met. Um, or maybe I've met all of them. I don't know. She would know. Um, but I've known her for, like I said, forever and she's definitely been a mother figure. Um, and so she's definitely extremely good at what she does. Yeah. And like you said, we've come to her multiple times, even just recently. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, getting her opinion on, hey, he's doing this. What do you think? Um, how do we help this? How do we, you know, just anything. And she'll she'll send us uh, voice messages or text or long messages <laughs> um, yep. just explaining everything. And it's always super informative. Mm-hmm. Like you said, um, and it's just from years and years of research and experience that she's going off of. Yeah. 
Um, also, she would be considered a crunchy mom. Yes. Do you want to touch on what that means? Because you've mentioned it. I have. Before, and people may not know what I've that means. Ta- I've said this a lot, that we're crunchy parents. <clears throat> yes. And I have actually been thinking about that um, this past week. Um, <clears throat> you know, like, we keep saying... Uh, that we're crunchy parents, but what crunchy. is a crunchy parent? Crunchy. <laughs> so a crunchy parent um, refers to parents who like to raise their children in a more natural, environmentally friendly way. Um, which means, you know, we choose to do more natural options over mainstream options. Uh, like, for example, breastfeeding your children up to two years mm-hmm. is, perf- like, you know, puts you in the category of being a crunchy parent, <laughs> you know, or gentle parenting or different things like that. <laughs> yeah. Those qualify you as being a crunchy parent, mm-hmm. you know, or doing homeopathic medicine over Tylenols and mm-hmm. melatonin and all that kind of stuff. Which, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of those. If you choose to you know, right. use those things, I'm just helping define what a crunchy parent is. Yeah. Um, so, yes. So, she, is, she would be considered a crunchy mm-hmm. mom as well. Yeah. Yes. But that doesn't mean that if you don't want to be a hardcore crunchy parent or mom... That you can't pull on her resources and yes, her knowledge. Definitely yes, yes. It's just, it's just evidence-based knowledge mm-hmm. is all it is. And it's so informative. And mm-hmm. I love that it's she doesn't use these big fancy terms to define things. Mm-hmm. It's just so plain and simple. And it's just easy to understand. And it, it makes you feel like, yes, I can remember this. Yes, I've got this. I can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes you feel great, you know, and it's so, it's so easy to learn it with her. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I would definitely pull on her as research if you're pregnant or if you're thinking about getting pregnant mm-hmm. or even if you've already had 10 kids, yeah. <laughs> you can still draw on her um, knowledge there's, if you want. There's you know? always something to learn. Yes, always something to learn. So, um, in the description of our podcast episode and on our Facebook page, I'll put some links to her website and her Facebook page and everything where you can start getting in contact with her. Yes. Should you desire to do that. Yes. So, um, transitioning from parenthood to parenthood. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about our birth story, um, and the crazy experience that, Mm. um, we had to go through from our... Um, birth plan to what was not our birth plan in any regard. Oh gosh, I'm just like um, getting chills and my toes are curling already uh, because I don't want to say it's traumatizing <laughs> because it wasn't traumatizing no. at all. I actually, like, I'll just say that our birth story is not the way that we planned it to not be, but it was still so beautiful and I. Um, you know, I actually just want to thank the hospital, you know, even just right now. I just want to thank them for, like, how special they made us Mm -hmm. feel and how comfortable they tried to make us. Um, and they were so kind. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never really met 
nurses that were that kind. Um, and it just felt amazing. Yeah. Uh, and I, I would a thousand percent do it again with them. There is, there's only certain people in the world that are meant to be nurses and doctors. Yes. Um, because like you said, all of the, not just the doctors and the midwives that we were able to, um, they were, that were able to help us through our birth. Um, but the nurses had this gift that when they walked in the room, you know, obviously I wasn't the patient technically, I was just by proxy, but we felt like that we were their only patients there. Yes, yes. Even though I know that they have rounds and who knows how many patients or how many people were in the birth rooms and on that floor and everything and in that ward, but they walked in and it was like they were excited to get to us and to help us and see what we needed or resituate the monitors and like we were their own, own their only patients. We were their job tonight. Mm-hmm. And and since we were, but we felt like for them to be able to isolate and uh, compartmentalize um, their patients like that. Yeah. Like, shut that one off. They left that room, shut that off, close that door mentally and physically, mm-hmm. and go to the next one. And we're, it's like they're only thinking about us. It's, it's a gift that yeah. I'll never understand. Yeah. Yeah. But we're jumping ahead. Yeah. Let's just go way back. So yeah. let's start at our birth plan. Birth plan. So let's just start at the very beginning of our plan. So let's just say we we got married, mm-hmm. and well, we're going way back. Okay. I, <laughs> okay. I mean, we're just gonna skip skim through this. July twenty twenty. July twenty twenty. <laughs> oh man, that was what a year twenty twenty was. Oh. <laughs> um. So we got married, and I have always been around children. I've always taken care of children. I've always wanted to be a mother. So whenever we got married, I kind of like hounded Daniel about let's have kids, let's have kids. Hounded, pressured, <laughs> argued with, <laughs> threw books at. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, mm. no. Just talking about how I felt. You know, so. mm. It was hard. It was, it was very hard because we just, that was the one thing that we just were not on the same page mm. about. And it was really hard for us. Um, and, you know, we went on a couple of, you know, there was a couple of bumps in the road, mm-hmm. you know, not with us, but, you know, thinking we were going to become parents to someone else's children. Mm, and yeah. oh, it was wild. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so then we were like, okay, let's just wait a year and then we can start trying. So... Finally, a year came, and <clears throat> we, we were able to start trying, and it was like every week, <laughs> it felt like I was taking a test, and every week I was just sad and disappointed, um, so it actually, um, very thankful, it only took us three, three months, no, wait, two months to get pregnant. Started trying in July. Yeah, technically it was conceived in September, right? Yes, in September. So, uh, we're very lucky. It didn't take very long. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I remember just being like, here it is October. I was like, 
you know, I, you know, I'm, I haven't really been feeling that well. My back's been hurting. Um, but, but honestly, if you know, if you know me, that's not that. It's not far. <laughs> um, honestly, any time I say something hurts, it's like, okay. Again? <laughs> yeah. Still. <laughs> yeah. But you were feeling something different internally. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, it's nothing. It's just, you know, my body being my body. Mm. And I was like, I'm not even going to worry about it. Like, I'm supposed to start. Actually, actually, I was supposed to start yesterday, but I'm not even going to worry about it. Um, it's fine because it's going to be negative just like the rest of them have been. Um, but I get up and I go to the bathroom. You know, I just woken up and went to the bathroom. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'll take one just because. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in the bathroom and uh, I take it and I'm just sitting there. And then we ended up making plans while I was in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And so Daniel comes in the bathroom with me, which was so weird because you never come in the bathroom <laughs> with me. But for some reason well, you did that day. Well, our because we were making plans. We were making plans and we had to get up ready. So or yes. get ready quickly. Yeah. Um so I had to jump in there and I had to do stuff to my beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so let's just say that this whole time, probably actually even before we started even trying, I had been planning ways to tell Daniel mm-hmm. when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. I even bought stuff for me and the cat to dress up. And and, get the cat involved. Yeah. And so we go, so I'm in the bathroom and he's in the bathroom. And I was like, okay, I'm going to look at this test. You know, it's probably going to say negative again. And so I look and there's a very distinct line. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Daniel, 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 Daniel. I was like, what, what, what? <laughs> and so I was like, I don't even remember what I said. I just, I, I don't even remember anything You're that crying. happened after that. You were overwhelmed. <laughs> um, it, I, don't, I don't really remember what I said. I think I said something to the fact of like, there's two lines. There's two lines. And you're like, well, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> I get done in the bathroom and I come out and I had I had a cup that I peed in. And so I that was just my first test was just like a little strip that I had. Um, so then I got um, one of the clear blues that mm-hmm. say, you know, not pregnant or pregnant. And we did that one. And we, like, came out of the bathroom, set it down, set it upside down on the dresser uh, in in the bedroom. And then I was like, I'm too scared to look. So I told Daniel to pick it up first. And I just want to know, because I don't think I've asked you this, like, what went through your head when you turned it over? Yeah, just what, did, what went through your head whenever you turned it over? Well, we... Kind of talked about that in, a, what, two episodes ago? Um, and I talked about how it was like a sense of relief. Okay. Because we had been trying, and now there's parents out there, there's a couple that comes to mind, some friends of ours, that literally have a miracle baby. 
because of various reasons, medical, non-medical, whatever, why they couldn't get pregnant. Yeah. And it was years and years of trying and heartache and everything. Mm -hmm. And so two months is, compared to that, is nothing. Yeah. Um, And I'm so thankful that it did not take long at all. Yeah. For us to get pregnant. But... Um, because it didn't happen immediately. I don't know why my mind went this way, but because it didn't happen immediately and we're kind of waiting, you know, cycle to cycle or, mm-hmm. you know, trying at the right times of the month or whatever. Right. Um, and it not happening immediately. Yeah. Can um, I just say something real quick before I lose this thought? Make sure you remember your thought. But you said trying at certain times of the month. I, I don't know if people know this or understand this. But there is only, like, a couple days out of the month that you can get pregnant. A lot of people think that you can get pregnant any day of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is false. Um, you have your ovulation window. Um, and in that window is your ovulation day. Um, and it's, like, two days before and after that day that you could get pregnant. Um, and that's it. Once that window is gone, you can't get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you have a very small window of opportunity to be able to get pregnant. Yeah. So I just wanted to put that out there for <clears throat> those thinking otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Because Which that's is, not common knowledge. It's not. I didn't know anything about that until you wanted to start trying. Yeah. That, I mean, I've heard ovulation before, but I didn't know. I just knew there there was different things that happened at different times during mm-hmm. during the cycle, you know. Um, so I didn't know that much about it, but I didn't need to until yeah, you know, getting married and wanting to have kids. Anyway, yeah. Um, so with us not getting pregnant immediately, my mind starts going into is something wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Sperm count's not there. Or other things, and my sterile just didn't know it, you know. Yeah. Um, or I would be thinking maybe something's wrong with her, but I don't want to bring that up to her because she's probably already thinking <laughs> that a lot. Yeah. But, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's real. Know, things happen. It's real. Um, or are there miscarriages and we're not knowing it? Yeah. You know, there's a million things. Yeah. Um, so, when I saw that it was... Positive, or you had told me that one was positive, and then you wanted to take another one just to be sure, a different type of test. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw it was positive. It was a relief because, okay, you know, at least at least we know nothing really is really that wrong with either of us at this point. Mm-hmm. Now there's once it's conceived, and you know, you're however many weeks along. There's still so many things that can happen mm-hmm. that causes miscarriages and these awful things um but at least we know to conceive nothing wrong with this <laughs> right um so it was a relief to get past that part and then continue the next phase if that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah and of course the excitement of a little baby newman yeah running around yeah i was so excited and overwhelmed and just full of joy because I was like, I'm finally going to get to be a mother. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm finally going to get to have a baby of my own. And so that was so exciting. Um, but also so scary. Right. At the same time, like, I'm, I'm going to 
be responsible for like creating a human being but also like making this human being like <laughs> able to live in the world how do you do that a sustainable human how do you create that yeah yeah like oh my gosh that's man we decided immediately we knew <clears throat> that we wanted to have a midwife well, you you hadn't talked about that, and I hadn't been talking to my sister about that. Yeah, well, prior. I actually knew. I've always known I wanted to have a midwife yeah. because I always wanted a water birth. Yeah. Um. But we needed to be able to go and figure out how far along I was. Mm-hmm. Um. So we had to go to our uh, OBGYN. Well, my OBGYN, yeah. mine. Um, I don't have one of those. <laughs> and we, um, <laughs> we went into the appointment, um, and <laughs> I just remembered everything that happened in that appointment. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't even remember how far I was. Like I think I was eight weeks when we went. Um, sure. Yeah. And, oh my gosh, hearing the heartbeat for the first time, like, I don't even, I don't even have words to describe the amount of love and joy Mm -hmm. that I felt. And I was just so thankful. Um, It was just, I was like, that, I I can't believe that, like, that's our baby mm-hmm. in there, and they have a heartbeat. And the atmosphere in that room changed when the heartbeat came on. Really? Yeah, I, I mean, I felt it. I know you were obviously overwhelmed and yeah. immediately, and you were just staring at the screen. Yeah. But because I guess the guys, the fathers, just have a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'll be peppering in my perspective. Because it's different than hers yes, at various I, things like this. Yes, I want um, know. That, yeah, the atmosphere in there changed. Because we both, it, yeah, it was just a magical, spiritual, if you want to use that label, yeah. thing that happened. Because we're both so excited, but for different reasons. Yeah. Actually, I do remember feeling like, I remember feeling, man, how do I put this in words? Uh like there was a connection for you there mm-hmm. being able to hear the heartbeat and actually see a wiggling baby in my belly mm-hmm. like i felt like that was the first connection for you mm-hmm. to the baby yeah cuz all i at that up until that moment all i knew was that there was a positive pregnancy test yeah that's the only thing, because you're, you're feeling, you already talked about it, you're feeling physically all these different things. Oh, yeah. Um, and then seeing and, and putting that connection of a positive pregnancy test and just looking inwardly, so to speak, into mm-hmm. your womb. Yeah. Because I don't know what that's like, but I just know that's something that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you're able to just kind of look inwardly and just kind of feel mm-hmm. the magic of life, basically. Yeah. Um, but for me, I'm just like, 
the pre- this little stick thing <laughs> says that you're pregnant. <laughs> and that's exciting because, you know, they're usually, especially the clear blue ones, are supposed to be, like, incredibly accurate. Yeah. Um, but seeing a little blob on the screen and hearing a heartbeat is like... There's a living thing in there. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 So that was, wow. I don't even, yeah, I don't even know. (laughs) Yeah. That was just an overwhelming day to be able to hear. And get little pictures. Yes. And, oh my gosh, he was just so stinking cute. Ugh. Okay, mm-hmm. we're just going to move on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so our next really big thing was getting a midwife, right? Finding a midwife. Yes. Um, and if you don't know, a midwife um, is like a, a birth caretaker um, that specializes in, you know, childbirth and education. Um, and... They sometimes they do work in hospitals, but a lot of time, a lot of the time, they have their own um, place of practice uh, that could be, you know, like a a, a birthing center, or they would work um, out of your home. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we don't have a birthing center in our area. Um, no, and I don't know the history on this, but midwives actually couldn't run their own practice. Until not that long ago. Yeah. Um, our midwife that we had gave us a lot of different history lessons on stuff like that. Because we would come in with questions and then she would just kind of you know, fill in all the all these gaps. Yeah. Um, I don't know the details and dates, but especially in, in Arkansas, like, legislature. Mm-hmm. It, was it was pretty recent. Pretty recently before they could have their own practice, like, outside of an institutionalized yes. medical facility. Yeah. Yeah, so um, our midwife specialized in, you know, doing home births, um, and that's what we wanted, because I've always wanted a water birth, and um, now that it was finally, like, something that was, you know, uh, we were able to actually do that, uh, it was kind of scary to think about. Like, having a water birth means no epidural. <laughs> mm-hmm. But also, um, <clears throat> having a water birth also means being at home, making your environment look sound and smell and feel exactly what you want it to, mm-hmm. um, having exactly who you want there, um, having a list of demands. Well, I would say demands, but, you know, having your own list of wants and needs and every single one of those wants and needs being met by the people that are there, especially your midwife and her and, you know, their assistant. Um, And it's, you know, supposed to be a beautiful experience. And that's what uh, I always wanted. And so it was finally time to be able to put that into action. And Mm -hmm. that's what. That's what we went with. Um, so we started going to our midwife regularly. Um, and that was so exciting. It was always like once a month. And I was like, I can't wait for next month. Because <laughs> I just love sitting and talking to her. And like hearing what she had to say. And hearing her answer our questions. 
Um, and she was very comforting. Yes, and her, <clears throat> you know, she had that little small building that we would go see her in, and it was always just so cozy and mm-hmm. so homey, and she had her. Uh, little essential oils burning in the corner. Yes, it was, it was so nice. And then we started having childbirth classes, and I mm-hmm. love that. Like, most of that information I knew already. There was yeah. only, like, one class, maybe two classes of stuff that I didn't know. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and I actually, because of how much you and I looked at stuff and talked about stuff, going into that, because she didn't start those offering those classes until, what, middle of your second trimester? Yeah. Um, yeah. And... Um, so I knew a lot of that stuff already. Mm-hmm. There's some, that, like you said, some stuff that um, I didn't really know, like when I'm talking about the different types of poop and the consistencies and colors and mm-hmm. um, some of that stuff I didn't know, some of the hormones and stuff that's released during different processes, um, I didn't really know. But a lot of that stuff I was pretty familiar with. But I guess, <laughs> there was a couple in there that we did know, but then there was a, a third couple, a second yeah, there were three couples all together. <laughs> the last one were people that we did not know until we met in the classes. Yes. And I could tell that guy was like some stuff. <laughs> or even like, the even the girl <clears throat> even the girl when the midwife because she gave perspectives on both like what would happen in the hospital versus what would happen if we did it at home. Mm-hmm. Because two two of the couples, two of us were wanting yeah. home births and then the other couple wanted to be Go at the, the hospital. hospital. And that couple was young. Yeah. They were young. And I could tell when she, the midwife was explaining some of the stuff that they can can force on you or expect of you or whatever mm-hmm. in the hospital, she was just a little like, oh my god. Yeah, I mean that's overwhelming. Yeah, you know, for anybody, especially whenever you're young. So I totally get it. Yeah, the childbirth classes were fun. They we, were, were fun. I really liked. There them. were two or three where we did um, relaxation exercises. Yes. And um, pretty sure you fell asleep in one of them. I probably did. They were so nice. Brief, brief moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she had us just, she turned the lights off and she played some <laughs> soft music and we laid on the floor with our pillows. And she did a guided, guided relaxation. Yes, and our husbands massaged us. <laughs> oh, it was well, so She was nice. in heaven. It was mm-hmm. so nice. I was like, can we come back every day and do mm-hmm. this? <laughs> oh, it was great. So, there were a couple of times, um, you know, in the second trimester, started in the second trimester, where um, I would get these overwhelming sensations of cramping or tightening mm-hmm. in my belly. Um and, you know, I'm a first-time mom. This is my first pregnancy. I have no idea what this feeling is or why I'm feeling it. Um, and so I would text her, like, this is what's happening. What do I do? Um, and so there were a lot of times where she had me uh, sit in a warm bath. Mm-hmm. Not, too wa- not too hot, but warm, warm enough. Um, sit in the water for a little while. And... Give it, you know, 20 minutes and see if it goes away. And a lot of times it did go away. Um, maybe wasn't, maybe didn't have enough water or... Yeah, that was a big thing that I do, since you mentioned it, I want to touch on it. Yeah. For 
new mom's um, hydration is essential. Yeah. I, obviously, I was not the one carrying or gave birth. But because of even just going on one day without not as much water as you did the day or two days before, it starts causing so many different issues. Um, so staying hydrated is so, 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 so essential. Yeah. Um, you can get those bottles where they have, like, different times of the day or whatever that you can drink down and get your water level down to. Yeah. To make sure, like, oh, it's already 3 and I'm only down to, like, 1 p.m. of water. I need to drink a bunch of water to catch up. Mm-hmm. Um... Something like that, or there's apps where it, it can remind you to take a drink of water. Mm-hmm. Um, do whatever you can to stay hydrated yeah. because it can cause things like that where we like, oh my gosh, is it coming early? Or mm-hmm. are we going to have a miscarriage? You go to the hospital because of a scare whenever and find out, oh, we're dehydrated a little bit. Yeah. Um, I would say if you're pregnant, I would say that is that is one of the most important things that you can do that you need to do is drink, 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 mm-hmm. drink your water. Um, I wouldn't recommend drinking, you know, your, your raspberry leaf, your red raspberry leaf tea until you're at least 30 weeks. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> <clears throat> lots and lots and lots of water, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, like, if you're not pregnant yet or you're trying or whatever... Start trying to wean yourself off of whatever you normally drink if you don't drink a lot of water. Mm-hmm. And just start replacing it with water to get used to it. Because waiting until like 20 weeks and you're like, okay, let's really get into the water thing. You're <laughs> cutting off like cold turkey or whatever. Yeah. A hard cut off and trying to just replace with water is going to be really hard to do. Yeah. Um, if you're, if you just found out you're pregnant, whatever it is, just start easing yourself into the water as soon as you can, because mm-hmm. um, it's just gonna it's gonna make the last stretch of your pregnancy so much harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so drinking lots of water and making sure that you're eating enough. Yeah, that's also another big one. Um, not necessarily sweet things, however, mm-hmm. I will say. Yeah. <laughs> nineteen weeks. I was nineteen weeks. I remember. <laughs> I had a donut at work. <laughs> And after I had my donut, my belly got a little, like, bubbly, it felt like. And I was like, ooh, I never had a donut make my belly do that. Mm -hmm. I kind of forgot for a second I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I was like, but it kept happening. Mm -hmm. And I was like, is this my baby? Oh my gosh, I was so excited. I was like, okay, I'm going to eat another donut. (laughs) Like, I kept feeling it. And I was like, this is my baby moving. Mm -hmm. So I realized, um, which this is, you know, factual. um, Spikes in sugar can make your baby more active. Energetic. yeah. Yeah. Um, so having, you know, I would purposely eat something sweet sometimes just, just to make him move around. Um, it was so cute. I would, I, I will never forget that day. It was Mm -hmm. so sweet. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. It felt even more real after that. Um, I wasn't able to feel him move for a while. Yeah. 
That's okay. I think that's normal, though. Yeah. Because it's not really big enough to make my belly move on the outside mm-hmm. uh, for a while. So that that's pretty normal, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. So you touched on it, but we did have... There was a couple of times where we would run up to the hospital. Um, yeah. And my blood... So starting... And then starting in the third trimester, my blood sugar... Slowly started rising. Mm-hmm. Um, in in the beginning of pregnancy, my blood pressure was always really normal. In fact, it was on the lower end of normal. Um, you mean blood sugar or blood pressure? Oh, blood pressure. I yeah. was like, I don't know. What? <laughs> Sorry. Blood my pressure. blood pressure. Yeah. Yes. It was always on the low side. Yes, mm-hmm. and then at my third trimester, it started slowly rising. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever I would go in for an appointment, they would, it would be a little high and Mm -hmm. they'd be a little concerning. Um, and so there was one time where they wanted, so I would go to the clinic and, you know, just have a little test going that day. And then my blood pressure was kind of high. So they wanted me to go over to labor and delivery and, let them get me, you know, tested, make sure I didn't have preeclampsia or anything like that. Luckily, I did not. Mm-hmm. So that was good. And then, um, there, so, so there was that first instance. Uh, and I think that was really the last instance until the very last one. Yeah. <laughs> Until the day. The day. So, I, I'm i not sure if we've mentioned this before or not, but um, we're worship leaders at our church, and um, it was a Sunday, uh, and we had to lead worship that day, and I had to sit in a chair for worship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because I was just in so much pain that day. It was awful. Um, But also, Silas just kept getting heavier. And Mm -hmm. I already had a bad back prior to being pregnant. Mm -hmm. And so I I just had to sit for worship. Um, And then after church, we had um, a wedding shower. Some friends were getting married soon, so we had a wedding shower and again, my my belly was just still very tight. It felt like I was having Braxton Hicks. At that point, Braxton Hicks were very common for me mm-hmm. um, the past couple weeks. So I was just trying to push through them. Um, I would I would do a lot of standing, a lot of you know moving side to side, kind of stretching a little bit, not really sitting then standing, sitting then standing. And eventually, I just had to go home. And I, and I think I went to bed early that yep. night. Uh, and you I took a nap when we came home, and then you went to bed early. Yeah. So I woke up the next day, and you were working. Mm-hmm. I woke up the next day, and I just could not get out of bed. Yeah. It was it was a very considerable change in yeah. your personality. And you could barely think, and you were just not... Yeah, yeah I, I just did not feel coherent at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even remember a lot of anything um, that day, honestly. I just remember feeling very weak. Mm-hmm. 
I just felt very off. I did not feel good. I couldn't really move. Like you said, I couldn't think. It was just, it was very hard. And I couldn't get out of bed. So we called the midwife and she immediately came. <coughs> yep. I just, I described what was going on. And she said, all right, I'll be there in a little bit. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, that's not a good plan. Because <laughs> she didn't really explain. She gave a couple tips or had some follow-up questions. And then I can't remember what it is I said. But she said, all right, I'll be there in a little bit. Because yeah. uh, she lived she lived about 30 minutes. Or her, her office. and Yeah, she lived in her office and everything. We're about 30 minutes from here. Yeah. So she got here and I, you know waddled myself down the hallway Mm -hmm. and I just laid down on the couch and I just felt absolutely awful um but I actually I mean I didn't lay on the couch just yet I think I had to sit on the on the yoga ball so she could take my blood pressure and it was through the roof Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and so she was like well just give me a second let me do it again yeah Um, well yeah she said we'll do a few other things and she'll ask some questions and talk to you and do a couple exercises and check a couple other things and then give it enough time. Yeah. Because you have to space out the readings. Right. Um, and then she'll take it again. Mm-hmm. And it was again through the roof. So it, she... <laughs> well, let me, let me get in my perspective. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I, we kind of talked about this in the first episode, maybe? Maybe. Um, she took the second one. Um... <clears throat> And she, you could see it in her face. She looked a little disheartened. Yeah. Um, because normally she would read it and she'd be like, okay, so blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, she was looking at it and I could see her face changed. And then she just like let the pressure out and started taking the cup off. She was, and she was, and she was like, okay, so, um, <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Mm. I don't um, remember any of this, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so um, I remember just laying down on the couch, and she listened to baby's heartbeat, and he was fine, um, but she was like, "You're you're gonna have to go get admitted into the hospital." Um, and so, luckily, I asked her because I was just gonna go. <laughs> the hospital's like an hour away from our house. Um, but I mean, I was just going to hospital of our choosing. Yes. Yes. Um, so, uh, so I was just going to get dressed and we were just going to go to the hospital. So luckily I asked (laughs) if we get admitted, how long would we stay? (laughs) And, you know, she proceeded to tell us, you know, if they admit you, you know, you're probably going to be there until you give birth, however long that will be. Mm-hmm. So I would do Pack some extra a few clothes extra clothes. So I was like, some okay. snacks and yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, well, we can do this then. So we, I don't, I don't even know if I helped, honestly. No, I took care of it. We had a couple. We had a bag or two started. Yes, because of the couple times that we had to. Yeah, <laughs> and we started kind of being more mindful of our. Um, some I've heard some people call it their go bag. Mm-hmm. Um. I was, I was just watching an episode of The Office where a couple that you kind of wanted to be together since the beginning, um, they ended up getting married and everything and got pregnant. 
and um, it was like a two-parter of the, the birth that was going on. Yeah. Anyway, I call them the go-bags. The go-bags. Um, so, you know, you just have your essentials packed in there, and which I think would be a good episode to talk about. Oh, this yeah. is not what you need at the hospital. Yeah, you please think, don't take that. You think you need it, but... I promise you it's don't. It's not. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and the things yeah. that you definitely should. Yes. Um, yes. Anyway. Um, no, I packed. We had some stuff started. I, there was no organization. I just threw it in there. Yeah. Um, I took stuff because I had assignments I needed to <laughs> finish for yeah. school. I had yeah. work. Um, so I took a lot of some tech with us, my computer and mm-hmm. keyboards and Stuff like that, just in case. I mean, I, who knows? Maybe we're there for a few hours and then yeah. have a baby, and I don't need anything. Um, so yeah, I threw all that together, and we jumped in the car, and we were going. And we were going. So we go into labor and delivery. The triage. Yes, and I take my blood pressure. And they're like, it's pretty high, mm-hmm. you know. So but how long? How long was it since the last time she checked you? And at that point, it had been, you know, a couple hours. By the time we got in the triage, and they were talking about blood pressure, yeah, it was a couple hours. Yeah. So they were like, okay, well, we're gonna take it, and if it's this or this, then you're gonna have to be admitted. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. And it was like one. One number over, yeah, what the, she said. The top number was in a good range. I don't remember the names, but the bottom one was like one number over what they would want it to be. Mm-hmm. And it was like blinking, that, that number, the bottom number is blinking. Yeah. Like it was over. And I was like, Yeah. So she was like, Okay, we're going to go ahead and admit you. And I was so relieved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, for just for informational purposes, um, so that means that they did they did a test and it wasn't preeclampsia, right? But it was con- it was categorized as hypertension. Yes. Which could be dangerous for both the mom and the baby. Yes. Especially because your blood pressure naturally goes up, mm-hmm. giving birth obviously because everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. So with it already being high, that can push it into some dangerous mm-hmm. areas with with it going naturally even higher um, right. during the birthing process. So. They had to admit... Could cause extra stress on the baby. Right. Um, So they had to admit her in order to induce the pregnancy Mm -hmm. to go ahead and get the baby out because that's a safer option. Right. Especially since we're in the safe window for Mm -hmm. them to be born. Yes, because at this point I was like 36 weeks and four days. I think I was four days. Four or five, yeah. Three or four. Um... Three, four, four, five. Yeah, so this is Monday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, they're like, okay, we're going to admit you, and then we're going to induce you. And I was like, okay, great. I just want this baby out of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so ready to be done being pregnant. I love my belly, and I love this, but I'm just over it. I've been like this for nine months, and I'm just done. <laughs> So, um, I was like, yeah, just admit me. I'll sign the papers, boom, 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 and we're going to get this started. Ah, so, I get the Pitocin, and 
they checked me. I am like not at all. My body is not at all prepared for birth. <laughs> no. I yeah. was not dilated. My cervix wasn't dilated. I just wasn't there not. There was nothing ready. Nothing. The only thing that was ready was his head. He was, you know, in the right position. And that was it. But <laughs> I just, my body was very much not ready for birth. So they had to give me um, some medicines to help uh, start with dilation. Yeah. And so Pitocin, just for more information, Pitocin is supposed to soften the cervix. No. Pitocin is what uh, starts your contractions. Oh, that's right. But what? Oh, later they gave you some medicine to help soften the cervix because yes. it still wasn't quite dilating. Yes. Okay, sorry. Yes. Now, what that's called, I don't remember. I don't remember. Pitocin starts the contractions, right? Yes. Okay. Um, and so, I was like, okay. So, we did like eight hours. It was every two hours I had to take the cervix softening medicine. Um, and so, we did it for like eight hours and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. I think I went from like a zero to a one mm-hmm. with all that medicine. And so I was like, they were like, okay, you know, there's all these other options. If you can progress so much, whatever. I was like, okay, so 12 hours goes by. <laughs> I'm not, my body is just not, no. it's not happening. Nothing, my body's not working. But I'm contracting at this point. And I, but, but my body is not, I'm not dilating. My cervix isn't mm-hmm. softening. Nothing's happening. Um, so, you know, I can't do the Foley bulb. I can't, you know, do anything, really. Mm -hmm. I don't have any options at this point other than to just sit there and contract. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And we tried eventually, when we started progressing a little bit, got to the point where you had to have an epidural. I was 36 hours in. Yeah. It was 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, because I was finally kind of falling asleep a little bit. And the next thing I know, I remember you saying something about Neverdurl. Next thing I know, lights flipped on, fluorescent, (laughs) land of plane lights, and then eight people are in the room, and here we are doing an Neverdurl. Okay, well... I had to go to the bathroom. Going to the bathroom was so it was annoying. Whole, it was so annoying. Process. I had to unplug from all the monitors. Yeah, so we have her my have IV. The, the IV, the baby monitor. And then the contraction monitor. And the contraction monitor. All strapped up. <laughs> you had to disconnect. If you wanted to move, you had to disconnect something. It was so annoying. And then I had to roll my little cart, my little IV cart to the bathroom with my baby monitor and contraction monitor. Hanging out. (laughs) The cords hanging over the sides of that. So I went to the bathroom and like, I'm probably in the bathroom for 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Um, And I'm like, I was like, I feel like I have to poop, Mm -hmm. but I can't. Mm -hmm. And this is this. There is so much pain. I was like, I don't know what's happening. I'm in so much pain. I can't, I feel like I can't move. Nothing's, you know, happening. 
Um, so they're like, we got to get you back on the monitors, you know, because I have hypertension, I got to continue to monitor his heartbeat right. um, constantly. And so they're like, we got to get you back on the monitors. I will help you to the bathroom. I mean, we'll help you back to the bed. And I was like, okay, I, I can't do this anymore. Like, I, I've been having contractions for 36 hours, and this is painful. I, yeah. I'm going to, I'm just going to do the epidural at this point. Um, and I was terrified. I think I've only ever been that terrified once in my life. And it was whenever I was on a ride at Silver Dollar City and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> uh, anyway, but I was absolutely terrified. I was like screaming almost. Mm-hmm. It yep. felt like Never. I was screaming. And I just wanted Daniel, but I also just wanted the nurses. Because at that point, these nurses, both of their, they both have the same name. I think it was like Ashley or something. No, it was Sarah. Sarah. Mm-hmm. Sarah and Sarah. And, oh, my gosh, they were so kind. They, you know, even though I saw them every 35 minutes coming into my room in the middle of the night, they fixed the monitors because I had I had turned over. And <laughs> they had to fix the monitors. Um, but they were so sweet and so nice. And so they came in, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, can I just hold you? <laughs> or I want my husband. I don't even remember what all I said. Yeah. I just remember... Screaming, being absolutely terrified of them sticking this needle in my back. Um, and so we finally do it, and it hurts so bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, it hurts so bad. Oh, I just, and, but then, I had relief. Mm-hmm. I finally had relief. I was able to actually sleep. Yeah. Oh, wow. That felt nice. I haven't, ooh. That was that was nice. Mm-hmm. Reminiscent on that sleep right there. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I had my mouth open and everything with that one. <laughs> I don't remember. Was, I just remember. it was a blur. Yeah, everything. Yeah, I, but I was so thankful. I finally got some rest, maybe an hour or two, at the most. A couple hours. And at that point, the midwife had come in, mm-hmm. um, and she was gonna act as our doula at that yeah. point. Um. And, and, you know, we had nurses and we had a midwife, not, um, an, ob- not a, um, OBGYN. yeah, not an OBGYN. It was a, we had a the midwife. hospital we at had a midwives, a mid, yeah, a mid, a midwifery ward or whatever yeah. that was in labor delivery. Yeah. So we had a midwife, just not our midwife. Yeah. Um, so I wake up and the midwife, our, our midwife slash doula is there and you know she's just talking to us and i'm starting to feel contractions again and i just remember i'm laying on my back but i have my my right arm stretched across my body onto the rail on my left side like i was grabbing onto the rail and screaming more like um growling in pain growling yeah (laughs) yeah it wasn't quite screaming yeah, but I was, like, growling in pain. And I just remember her... All, all I remember is her saying... Uh, because the last I heard, they told me I was at... I was dilated about three or four centimeters. Mm-hmm. And so I just hear my midwife. She's just said, 
that doesn't sound like she's at a four. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm just, they keep getting closer and closer and closer. Um, and they keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And we had to keep leaving the room. Our midwife, me and my, our, our midwife, um, we had to keep leaving the room because you're like, I want to poop. I need to poop. <laughs> and then the nurse yeah. would, you know, excuse us so she can do like the, the, de- the, the bedpan. Yeah. Because um, we had the de- epidural. I'm like, the epidural's not working. Why can't yeah. I just go to the yeah, bathroom? Right. <laughs> um, so we had to keep leaving the room and outside of the room, there was a nurse's station it was not like a, a full fledged desk or anything. It was just the monitors where the nurses could, yeah. could um, keep an eye on the different rooms that they were assigned to, and I could see our, or her contractions and everything. I was like, that looks, that doesn't look like she's pooping. I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but I've seen these lines enough, and that doesn't look like she's pooping. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could tell our midwife. I could tell she was holding her tongue about a lot of things. Yeah. Because I mean, it's not she doesn't have any kind of authority, any yeah. kind of. I could just tell. That she knew some things. Mm-hmm. And could see some things, <laughs> and but was just holding her tongue. Yeah. Um. Other than the different passing phrases of like that doesn't sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I I could tell that. And then I remember the nurse coming out and getting us, like, the last time. It was, like, the second time that we had to leave the room. Yes. So the nurse comes out to get you guys. So let me tell you what's going on inside and why she comes to get you. Yeah. <laughs> so I send you guys out because I'm like, I, I need, need to poop, I need I to poop, poop again. I need to poop. Like, the first time I couldn't poop, but this time I have to poop. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, so what she says the nurse, she says, uh, okay, just let me look and make sure, you know, you're not crowning or anything. Because I've had a couple um, of moms give birth to me. Like, I mean, give birth on me on accident. <laughs> Thinking they have to use the bathroom. So just let me check real quick. So, okay, you're good. Uh, you go ahead. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, nothing's happening. It, it won't come out. <laughs> um, I was like, I really can't do this anymore. The epidural isn't working. I can't. Like, please just give me drugs and do a C-section. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. Because I was I was like, I, I'm so done. Like, I cannot. I, I can't do this anymore. I can't. I cannot take being in this much pain any longer. At this point, it's been almost seventy-two hours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I am in pain. We're on. We're uh, on Wednesday, by the way. Yes, we this went is to the Wednesday. Hospital. You started contractions. Started not feeling good on Sunday. On Sunday, went to the hospital on Monday. We're on Wednesday now. Yes. So I've been in a lot of pain for a very long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please just cut this baby out. Cut, of me. It, cut it out. Cut him out. Okay. <laughs> And she was like, at this point, I'm, I feel like I'm yelling at her. <laughs> I'm sure she's heard worse, being a nurse. And, 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 she's, and she's just talking to me real gentle. You know, you can do this, Mama. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Um, you're, so, you're so close. When mamas say that they're done, that usually means that they're so close. I know you can do it. I know you want to push this baby out and do this on your own, and you can do it. I know you can. And I was like, no, I can't. No, I really can't. I just need you to cut him out. 
this please cut him out and she's like do you want your husband to come in and I was like okay fine <laughs> thank you for your permission <laughs> I was like I was like that's not what I asked you but fine <laughs> and so she goes to get you guys mm-hmm and then at this point, I, I don't know if I, if I told you guys that, but whenever I was trying to push um, to use the bathroom, nothing was coming out. But it's like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like I would push and then my body would take over and push even harder. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I never happened to me before. Like to a point where like my body was shaking. Yeah. It was pushing so hard. Yeah. It's like okay, that's weird, <laughs> but it also it, there was so much relief when my body took over and did that. Oh my gosh, there was so much relief. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't feel the contractions, I didn't feel anything. Um, it's just just my body shaking because it was pushing so hard. Um, and I was like, I I was like at this point because I was like I know my rights. I know that I can refuse cervix check cervix checks. Yeah, I don't need them anymore. Like, I don't want you to check me because I want you to take me and go give me a C-section. <laughs> so she went and got the midwife. And I was like, no, I don't want you to check me. I don't need you to. I just want you to um, cut me open. And I was very adamant about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it took, a, it took a while because they had to have her permission. Mm-hmm. And she just kept saying, you know, her eyes closed, head rolling, rolling back and forth, <laughs> side to side. I'm like, no, 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 no. Because, like, no, no, because I don't think you mentioned it, but the cervix shakes, they hurt. Yes. Yes, they do. Very painful. Yes. I'm so tired of movies and shows or whatever. They're doing cervix checks and they're just sitting there talking, yeah. barely even moving. I'm like, excuse mm-hmm. me. <laughs> this hurts. Uh, and the, the midwife that was on duty at that time, because, you know, there's shift changes and everything. Mm-hmm. So the the midwife that would be doing the delivery, basically, um, she was there and she was very patient. She um, was so sweet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she was so patient. Lady, but she, she was, was, so she was explaining to me that, you know, we have to have her permission. Like, if you can. So I can't do anything. I can't even. I can't even. I, I think she said something about. I can't even consider the C-section if I can't check her. Yeah. Um, so it just literally it was all hung up. And she was just so over it and didn't want to, see, uh, wanted to check and all that stuff. But finally we got you yeah. to come around. And I was she just having y'all asking, honestly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, fine, just do it. And uh, she was barely down there for a couple seconds. She was like, okay, we can push. Or, you know, like you haven't been or pushing you're already. Ready. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, I I think she said don't push. I think I remember her saying don't push because I was like, I, I don't even remember. But I know I felt my body push a couple times and I felt like, and I feel like I remember her saying don't push, don't push. And I was like, but I have to. No, I thought it was um the midwife that said if you, if you felt the ring of fire, don't push. No, that was whenever I was already pushing. Oh, okay. But I was like, I, I think I remember this. I I feel like I really do remember this part. Um, I Because I felt my body shaking again. Um, and I, I I don't know. But I, I, I feel like she said, don't push. And I was like, but I have to. And this was before I let her check me. 
Which is why she was telling me don't push. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, so she finally checked me and I was like, really? I can push? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. At that point, I was I was much calmer person. Yeah. And <laughs> it only took you, what, two? Two pushes? I think it took me two or three pushes and that child was out was in less out. than five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember her saying, I was push. I was like, this baby getting at um, me. I was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't that quiet. I was, I was, no, she was that, at that point, she was screaming with her pushes. <laughs> and I was holding on to her grips. The, the little battery powered fan wouldn't stay up and wouldn't stay on. I remember a good <laughs> wife tried to put a wet rag on my face. That was, and, and you're like, no, no, take this off of me. I don't want anything on me. Uh, so, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was like, I'm determined to get this baby out of me. So I'm going to push as hard and as long as I, as long, as long as I have to, to get this baby out. So I pushed real, real long time mm-hmm. and my body pushed for me as well, which helped. And then I pushed again and I'm pushing, I'm pushing, I'm pushing. And she was like, remember to stop pushing if you feel the ring of fire. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So I lessened up on the push. <laughs> I'm still pushing, yeah. but I didn't push as hard. Um, and then one more push, and he was out. He was out. And I, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know how to describe the amount of joy, mm-hmm. the amount of relief. And as soon as the baby came out, while you were feeling that, you probably didn't realize anything that happened after that. No. Because. <laughs> um, Baby came out and they were still, you know, attached with the um, umbilical cord. Umbilical cord. I almost said Ethernet. <laughs> that is not connected You're to the a motherboard. Too techy, my dear. Sorry. Um, he was still connected with the umbilical cord, but as soon as you gave birth, uh, he was out. At least twenty five people came into that room. <laughs> they like tagged him. They had to put like something on his ankle. Did a quick, couple quick checks, probably make sure he's breathing and mm-hmm. all this stuff. It was like 25 people came in there. Everyone had their job. They were in, did their stuff out. And yeah. the next thing you know, it was just maybe like three people left in the room. Yeah. I do remember seeing, I remember seeing one unfamiliar face. One. There was. And that was it. I was so focused on Silas. There was, I don't know. I'm sure they all have their titles and everything. I'm pretty sure there's some students. Mm-hmm. Because it was a teaching hospital. Yeah. Um, some students, some other nurses. I, I don't. I don't know who all what they were supposed to do. What that. What all they did. Yeah. Because it was just they all filed in. Boom, boom, boom. Did something with him. I think we cut the cord. And all well, the- I well I was like, in the beginning we told them that we didn't want to cut the cord right away. So whenever she was like, "Okay, Dad, you can cut the cord." Or no, she said, you can cut the cord. And I was like, okay, can he cut it? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, okay, here you go. You go ahead and cut it. And I was like, well, wait. Is there is there blood still flowing through the through the cord? And she was like, no, it's it's done. It's yeah. white. And so yeah. you cut it. And yeah. you said it's a little tougher than... It was tough. I was expecting, you know, surgical instruments to be a little sharper. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know exactly what kind of material and everything, and cells and stuff like that, that the umbilical yeah. cord... Was made Maybe of, but umbilical cords are just tough. Which I'm um, for the job that it needs to do for that long. I'm sure yeah. it needs to be tough. But yeah, it took a little like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of a equivalent 
that you might be familiar with trying to cut through. Okay. Um, it was a, it was a, I didn't, I mean, I didn't hold it like physically with my hand gloves on. Mm Um, I can't think of. Yeah. It's something that you might've cut through that you would kind of be comparable, but it was, it was tough. No, I wouldn't say a tire. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I was, we were meal prepping some roast yesterday and trying to cut through some of those fat and tendons in Mm -hmm. there. It was, it was kind of like that. Like, yeah, okay. it was a sharp knife I had, but man. Yeah. And like, saw away at it, you know? <laughs> Yeah. I remember them saying that there were, uh, it had a very small umbilical cord. The, the, uh, cord length was very, was very short. Oh. Length. Yeah. The length was really short. Hmm. But it was anterior. Yeah. Uh, so there's, Anterior and exterior. And the posterior. Oh. Anterior and, and posterior. posterior. Yeah. yeah, so posterior is whenever um, the baby is um, like closest to your belly and the, uh, what is it called? Placenta. The, pl- the placenta is, you know, behind the baby, behind the baby like um, facing your, your spine. Yeah. Um, and then anterior is whenever your placenta is up against your belly. Mm-hmm. And then baby's on the other side. And Silas was, um, that's how Silas was, yeah. anterior. Which also is probably, also why it took longer for me to feel him. Yes. Fit, because there was more for him to press through. Yes, yeah. yes. Longer for me and you. Yeah. Because the placenta was, you know, touching my belly. Um, so, so Yeah. I just remember being in absolute awe. He was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. He had these really big lips. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, he was just so. He looked beautiful. mad half the time because he's like, "What the heck?" Yeah. It was warm. It was dark. It was <laughs> all these. He came things. out mean mugging. Mean mugging, man. <laughs> it was so funny. Didn't know anything so was going cute. on. So cute. Oh. He was so precious. And then they ha- they had to take him to, like, weigh him and everything. And <laughs> I looked down, and there's, uh... See? No. What is it called? Meconium? There was meconium all over me. Oh. Which is uh baby's, the baby's first poop. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the tar-like, you know, poop. Yeah. So that was all over me, so he pooped on me. As soon as he came out of the womb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he peed on me at least twice before we even left the yeah. hospital the next day. He's stayed consistent. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, oh man, that was such a beautiful experience. The people there were so sweet and so kind, so patient with us. Um they were just absolutely amazing. The nurses, yeah, the doctors, the midwives, um, huge, huge thank you to them. Yeah, yeah. Hats off to that that staff because of how hard the experience was for us. Mm-hmm. There was definitely an alleviation. Yes. Of everything because of how well we were treated. Yes. Yeah, so a lot of you know times. People ask me, you know, like, how I felt, you know, having to give birth at a hospital instead of, you know, having the home birth that I always wanted, you know, 
We had the pool. We had everything. But we had the whole birth kit. We had the birth kit. We were ready to give birth in our living room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we didn't. Um, and, you know, even though we spent all that money and all that being able to do that, we didn't get to do it. But but I was like, I- I'm okay. Yeah. Like, I- I'll have another chance, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The experience was so beautiful and so amazing. Like, I didn't miss out. Um, so, I- I'm thankful, you know, to have that experience. Um, ugh, I'll never forget a comment someone made um, saying, you know, after 36 hours of consistent contractions, I finally gave in to epidural. And someone made the comment, you sure... Uh, <laughs> what did they say? They said, uh, I thought you were adamant about not getting that epidural. You sure did get one. Mm. Okay. And this was a male. Yeah. I would like to see you in consistent labor for 36 hours without an epidural. Thank you. Please do not make comments about something that you do not understand. Mm-hmm. In general, that goes for everybody. If it's not you having this personal experience, this person's specific personal experience, don't make comments about their experience. And honestly, it only worked for a few hours. Yeah. You gave birth without an epidural I because did. it didn't work. <laughs> I I had the epidural long enough to take a nap. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. yeah. I had... 70 hours of labor without an epidural. Yeah. So please don't come for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can just step off of that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the, the experience was just beautiful, and it was so fun. And I think back on it, and I'm like, I want to do it again. <laughs> I don't. I do not want to spend three days in the hospital. No, no. But I don't. I don't mean like being in the hospital. I hated being in the hospital. Like I love the experience with the people, but having the epidural, have, being on pitocin, it like it limited me to being bedridden. I was mm-hmm. bedridden for three days, and that was absolutely awful. Which made my labor longer and harder. Um, right. So, I will be very thankful to not be induced next time yeah. and wait it out and try to have a home birth next time because then I'll be able to walk around, I'll be able to eat when I want to eat, um, and I'll be in you know water, which will also help with contractions. Uh, so that would be a whole lot easier next time, but. It was just, it really was a beautiful experience for us, and I'm very thankful for that. And then we had our our first night with our baby in the hospital. That was so exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had to move um, from that Labor room, the delivery room. room, labor and delivery to, I don't know what ward they called it, but... I think it's just the maternity ward. Maternity, okay. Um, smaller, smaller, smaller room. Um, smaller room, but bigger bed and mo- way, way more comfortable bed. Yeah. 
I'm like, these should be in the labor rooms. Mm-hmm. I should be giving labor, getting, you know, giving birth in a comfortable bed. Not a hard bed that makes labor worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and, you know, he's waking up every hour or so, feels like, mm-hmm. to eat. And we had to feed him through syringes and yeah. stuff like that. Because he had tongue tie and a lip tie. Yeah. Which we'll talk about ties. Breastfeeding, I think, would be a good good episode. Yeah. Um. So he would couldn't really latch right away, mm-hmm. and um. So she would hand express. Um. The what is it called? Colostrum. Colostrum. Thank you. Um. Colostrum and everything that babies eat for the first few days. Mm-hmm. Um, and had to feed him, feed him through syringes, but he was still getting it. Yes. Still yeah. getting it. He said. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. Whenever he was born, he weighed 5 pounds and 11 ounces. Mm-hmm. He was a little bitty thing. <clears throat> he was so small. There's a picture we still have up in the nursery that I was looking at when I was uh, rocking him to sleep. Yeah. Uh, just earlier, actually. Um, And the his little shorts he had on looked so big on him. So big. They're and probably now, like little booty shorts yeah, on him now. can't barely get him over his booty now. <laughs> Oh yes, we had him in his in his car seat. I I did not prepare for a preemie baby. No, he was in preemie clothes for over a month, mm-hmm. and barely so, if they did fit him even then. <laughs> yeah, and so like we did not buy preemie clothes, and we only had a couple of newborn clothes. Mm-hmm. So I tried to bring several options, um. To the hospital, but all we had was newborn. Mm-hmm. Newborn and zero to three was was what I had. Because I didn't know how big he was going to be. I mean, we thought he was going to be a six, seven pound baby. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, according no, to... traditional right, size, yeah. According to our ultrasounds, which, you know, are not always accurate, by the way. Um, you know, uh, and so... He came out and he had a newborn onesie that, you know, was, it was a little big on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but he was so cute and he was so tiny <laughs> and he just looked like a little bitty baby doll in his car seat. And, oh my goodness, it was, oh, mm-hmm. I can't even, my heart. <laughs> he was just so stinking cute. I remember a lot of people with a lot of people whenever he was born said he looked like a baby doll because mm-hmm. he was so little, but also he was so handsome. Mm-hmm. Had those big little baby doll lips. It was like, yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, that about wraps up. Yeah, our birth story, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. Um, there's some other stuff that we can talk about that'll yeah. be better fitted into another episode. Yeah, because there's a lot that's surrounded that, those different aspects. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, that's our birth story. Yeah, and so glad we got to talk to you guys about it. Yeah, and obviously feel free on our Facebook page if you have questions or... Yeah. Um, if you have suggestions mm-hmm. of things that you would like to hear us talk about. Yeah. Okay, you can reach out to us and... Uh, there's so much stuff we haven't even touched on yet. We're just yeah. scratching the surface on a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll get more into different um, things like, like I said, breastfeeding and 
because um, that's a whole different thing. And, uh, tongue ties and lip ties, we learned a lot yes. with uh, surrounding his and getting them um, revi- is it revised. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the term that they use. Um, there's a lot of things surrounded um, with that. And um, I learned that I actually may still have a lip tie, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's interesting that you can, uh, we can talk about how you can check for yourself if you actually still have your tongue tie from, yep. um, from when you were born. And maybe back then, because they, it doesn't seem that they're as, they were as talked about as they are now. Even now, they're still not talked about very often. Sure, that's very true. Um, a lot of lactation consultants aren't trained in ties, which mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, because that goes hand in hand with breastfeeding. If your baby has a tie, they most likely cannot and will not latch, which right. I feel like is important for lactation consultants to know, mm-hmm. but they don't. Um, nurses, doctors, pediatricians, they just don't know. It, yeah. I won't even, I won't tell you now. But if you don't know, um, you'll never guess who does know the most about tongue and lip ties. Mm-hmm. You would never guess. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, but guess on that to, teaser, yeah. yeah, I guess you'll have to find <laughs> out next week. Yeah. Um, all right. So, we'll wrap this up. And I hope that you enjoyed listening to our birth story because technically we're parents. I mean, technically. Technically. Right?